times on when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the motitis. I am broken, my hearty, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show with your boy Jordan here, my homie Nick. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Great week of wrestling. Nobody died. That's always a positive. Yeah, absolutely. We're back with week 22. And it was a crazy week of wrestling. A whole lot happened. We just finished watching uh, NXT TakeOver, which we'll talk about a little bit. But before we do, let's just hop in some, some news. So, uh... Earlier this week, it came out that Arn Anderson has filed for the trademark of the Four Horsemen. And we've been talking about the new Four Horsemen for, I don't even know how long on this podcast, like since it started. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you've been talking about it a while. And and as time has gone on, you've apparently admitting that you've seen into the future because they've <laughs> just done like hint after hint after hint. But then Arn working for them, and then him filing that, is he just like trying to be ahead of them getting it? Or what do you think? I think that might be what it is. And he was the first one to ever use the name, I'm pretty sure, before like Flair or anybody. So I think he filed for it because he has like the most legitimate claim to it, I'd say. So mm. just so AEW can use it, I'm thinking. Maybe. Yeah, that's weird. That's like, a, I don't know. I could see if like WWE was going that way, kind of. And then he yeah. could see the writing on the wall and being an AEW guy filing it, but if you were working for your own company, but then again, maybe they just don't do anything. Maybe we were wrong and they never do. They don't do anything with the four horsemen. You know what I mean? Well, I'm thinking the way that I think he had to file for it for AEW to use it because AEW doesn't have any original claim to that. So since he worked for AEW, he could allow them to use his trademark is what I'm thinking. The situation is. That's a that's actually a really good idea. That's that's probably it, honestly. Because he has no like AEW has no not like right or like real reason to be able to be like oh we can claim this as our trademark because they never have used it. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Again, I'm thinking that's what it is. So I think it's another sign that we're going towards the four horsemen. Though you think it's still the same four guys? I don't think it's Cody no more. You got the he's all dark now. I think it might be end up being Hangman. <laughs> He's AEW Dark now, brother. <laughs> exactly. But I, th- I think it's going to be Hangman, FTR, and Sean Spears. Not mad about that. Right. Sean Spears has been really good lately, honestly, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah, and he's got the Barry Windham glove. <laughs> exactly. <He's laughs> loading it up with the lead, lead whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Loaded lead glove. 
but yeah, man, I'm really excited to see where that goes. Cause I mean, like I said, like you said, I see it to the future and I see the four horsemen coming. <laughs> <laughs> but like I mentioned, we just watched NXT takeover 31 and then it was a good takeover. We had been, we had mentioned how we weren't too sure how they're going to build to it, to this with like a three week build, but it turned out to be a really good show. Um, We'll talk about it as we go along with NXT this week, but just some highlights. I thought the Gargano and Priest opening match was really, really good. I thought that was a banger. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love that match. Of course, the main event was the takeaway match for me. Uh, One of the sleeper matches was the Cruiserweight match. Oh, yeah. Swerve Scott, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and... Uh, uh, Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar. I almost said Pablo yeah. Escobar. <laughs> and who did the run-in on that match? I think that's uh, the main man, Ashanti Adonis. Gotcha, Adonis. Okay, I remember that name. I was trying to think. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm not. And his promo was okay. He had a decent yeah, he, promo. He said he's dripping, 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 dripping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, sick. Cool. He also said, uh, "What do you say?" Something. He said something about being r- his ritual, but he said R I C. H U A L and they don't check the grammar when the money's right or something. I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. Some about when you're you. It's basically like you could be rich as long as you're rich. Then it's okay if you just don't know your grammar. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a good look to him. I'm, he was from. He's been like a, uh, like not a job, but like an enhancement talent, and recently, so for them to change his name and give him this whole repackage, not really a repackage, but give him more of a character. Seems like they got some some plans for him. He had a good little promo, so I'm excited to see what they do with him. Yeah, it's good to see him get a, a bit of a shine, you know, coming out. That definitely make, sets him above the rest of the, yeah, enhancement guys. Yeah, exactly. And also, they announced <laughs> Halloween Havoc for October 28th, and it's going to be hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, which is like the perfect fit. <laughs> definitely. I saw her at the in the main event. Uh, I just caught a glimpse of her. She was wearing a pumpkin shirt. Was she really? <laughs> it was like an all orange uh, shirt and it had like a jack o' lantern face on it. And it's, you know, fitting because she has green hair. So that's kind of like, yeah, that's the stem of the pumpkin, I guess. <laughs> she is. She's like the perfect fit, perfect fit to host that show. So it makes a lot of sense. And I feel like way back when they, when AEW first did Bash at the Beach, I was like, watch NXT do Halloween Havoc this year. And would you look at it now? Would Might as well call me that so it. Raven because I'm. Seeing into the future out here. <laughs> God damn, bro. You're two for two. Hey, I don't miss. <laughs> they should have called it Halloween Havoc because, you know, they keep having all these subtitles. Yeah. Taglines should have been Halloween Havoc. Welcome to the ball pit. <laughs> That's like, perfect. You had me at Halloween Havoc, but I don't know what the fuck the other thing is. <laughs> I don't know why she says that. I don't either. Well, she posted on Twitter that she had, like, bought a bunch of, like, the plastic balls for a ball pit. Okay, well, I don't know what she's don't know what she's gonna do with this. Like ball pits, out. I, I don't know. I haven't been in a ball pit since I was like five years old. I don't, do they even have those still? Is that a thing that exists? No, I definitely not now. But pre-COVID, pre-COVID I don't. I don't think so either. I remember there was a Discovery Zone out here, which was like a big Chuck E. Cheese. Like back when I was a kid, when I was <laughs> young, and we had a Discovery Zone. It was called DZ, and we had a different a couple different ones. But it was basically just a giant playground inside. Okay. So they had a huge ball pit. And the rumor was, long story short, 
somebody stepped on a hypodermic needle in the ball pit, so they had to shut down the whole Oof. thing, which I don't think was true, but I think it was just like an urban legend. <laughs> well, that, that's don't not call them ball good, pits, kids. <laughs> that's not a very good way to welcome yourself to the ball pit. So let's hope that's not what Shots <laughs> is talking about. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to the hepatitis pit. <laughs> yes. That's exactly where I don't want to be. <laughs> but yeah, man, Shanti Blackheart hosting Halloween Havoc should be very interesting. I'm not surprised they're doing the, the Halloween Havoc because they just did the Great American Bash. So it's cool to see the NXT bringing back the old things because they if they have, they're gonna refile the trademarks, might as well use it. <laughs> like exactly, instead of just sitting on it, like they did War Games, Halloween Havoc. Uh, maybe I'm am I missing Great American Bash and then Great American Bash. It. Yep. But yeah, that that was one of their big uh, reveals for tonight. And there was another big reveal after the EO and Candice match, which I thought was de- a decent match. It was pretty good. I just think that was kind of overbooked. But the ref bump that dude took off that <laughs> dude it was it, that was one of the craziest ref bumps I ever seen. He it was like a EO went for the moonsault, and Candice put her feet up and just pushed EO off, and she just sent the ref fly. <laughs> yeah, he oversold. Yeah, I love I love that. He was looking like HBK against Hogan. <laughs> yeah. He fucking just kind of like she just kind of bumped into him. He's like all the way out of the ring. <laughs> that ruled. Through the ropes off. Yeah. But after the, the match, ramp. after EO retains, she's celebrating and you see Tony Stark come up on the screen. She's like, EO, don't get too comfortable because I'm I'm gonna be in NXT and I'll make sure you know why it's always Tony time. <laughs> I love Tony Storm though, so I'm not mad at it that she's coming to NXT. I think she's probably done what she can do in NXT UK. She's already been the champion, so definitely got to see her come back over here. And it's cool to see A. So this is kind of getting a sidebar, but if Tony Storm can come back, where is Pac? Get this man over here. Yeah, it's true. Did she? Was she uh, stuck over there, or how? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she lived in the UK. I'm. Assume I don't think she. There's no way she would have kept. They would have kept her off TV for this long during like the COVID era. True. True. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's different for. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say something. I don't know. Maybe WWE's just. They got the connections. Maybe, maybe Pac just doesn't. It might be up to him. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility too. I, this man's gonna come back looking even swole, more swollen than before, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it was possible. But speaking of a comeback, there was a big comeback on this show. So after the Tony Storm segment, the screen flashes to the little. <laughs> there's a lot of night vision on this week. <laughs> we'll talk about yes. that. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Stupid. This was a good night vision, kind of. You know. <laughs> yeah, this one was cool. So you see the somebody in the motorcycle, the mystery person who we've been talking about last week, driving up to the door of the performance center. Walks, opens the door, walks in, then it cuts back to EO in the ring. She's looking around like, what? And then this person walks out on the stage, removes the helmet, and it's Ember Moon, man. I popped big. I really didn't think she was cleared for, like, anything, but she's back, I guess. And if it's building to her and EO, that's going to be a banger, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a surprise that I didn't think about that it was going to be a men's uh, return with Bobby Roode and... Okay, we'll get into that too, I guess. Bo Dallas. Or Bo Dallas. Believe. This was I much rather prefer Ember Moon over those two. Oh, honestly. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. 
that, like I said, her versus EO, her versus Candace, her versus Tony, her versus Rhea. Like, there's so many possibilities of her versus Dakota Kai would be a banger, too. Like, this whole division just got a, like a real refresh. Cause I think, I think Rhea Ripley's on her way out with the draft coming up on this Friday. I think she's, she's out of there. I don't, they're, they seem like they're really unsure what to do with Rhea right now. So I think she's getting shipped out of up to the main roster. So it's a good time to refresh the roster and have Ember and Tony Storm come in. So I'm really excited about that. But the main event of this show, man, I told you before we started recording, this was probably my favorite NXT match of this year. Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Banger of a match, man. I wanted Kyle to win so bad. Yeah, and me they too. Were, they were working me. They really, I thought he was going to win a few times. I was like, come on, tap out, Finn. Like, oh, I wanted it so bad. So bad, but he didn't win. Finn Balor retained, but it was a great match, man. It was like 30 plus minutes. Both of them were bleeding from the mouth by the end of it. It was stiff, just a whole lot of limb a work. Of, yeah, a lot of grounded mat wrestling. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. They told a really good story with it too. So definitely worth worth checking out if you haven't if you didn't see it or haven't seen it yet. But speaking of something that's worth checking out, let's hop into New Japan's G1. I'm just gonna go down and kind of since we didn't talk about it last week, I just want to give an update of where everybody's standing right now with their points and record so far. So in the A block with six points, Switchblade J White is at three and zero, and Taichi is also at three and zero. Which is a shout out to Tai Chi, man. The man Tai Chi's underrated. Tai Chi rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> and also we got Kota Ibushi with four points at two and one, followed by Minoru Suzuki and Will Osprey, who also are at two and one. I dude, you gotta go out and sh- look for the matches between Osprey and Jay White and the match between Osprey and Shingo, because those were bangers, man. Really good matches. Really, really good matches. And Abushi and Jeff Cobb was a banger also. Um, oh, yeah. That sounds like it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how about uh, Sonata just stunned on everybody? Sonata's coming out with a new drip. <laughs> he's, not, he's just dripping. He's dripping swagoo out there. He's dripping, but he's dropping too. We'll, uh, get, we'll get to that when we talk about the B block. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, we got at four points with two at two and one. We got Suzuki, Abushi, and Os- Osprey. With two points as of right now, we got Jeff Cobb, Kazusuke Okada, and Shingo Takagi. All the three of those competitors are at one and two, which Okada at one and two was not something I would expect coming in. Definitely not. But sitting at the bottom of the totem pole, zero points, 0 and three, the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii. And, oh, man. And the Tokyo Pimp, Yujiro Takahashi. Well, that's, yeah, that's. <laughs> He don't got it's not as surprising as you should tear it with them. That's why. Tokyo <laughs> Pimp. <laughs> Shout out to Yujiro, man. <laughs> but let's hope go over to the B block. So with six points at the top of the leaderboard, we got <laughs> Tetsuya Naito, of course. The double champ. Of course. And the king of pro wrestling, Toru Yano, both at 3-0. and <laughs> Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he don't, uh, does he even know why? <laughs> He's the king of pro wrestling, man. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout out to Yano, man. <laughs> so with four points, we got Juice Robinson and Kenta, which they had a great match, man. Great match. Definitely check that out. Afterwards, Juice Robinson said that uh, Kenta kicked the shit out of him, literally. 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 Pants? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> 
So just little, just a little slipped out. Have you have you seen how Juice Juice Roberts is like a little repackage he's done? I thought you were about to ask me if I ever shit my pants. Um <laughs> I did see I, I saw his repackage like since they've been back. Is that what you mean? Yeah, he's got like a little like I don't know how to describe it. He's not like this flamboyant juice anymore. He has like a sort of like an seventies like mobster type of deal, I'd say. That's the only way I could think of to describe it. He's got a different look right now, but Juice rules, so shout out to Juice Robinson. Yeah. And yeah, I like Ken, definitely go check out the match between Kenta and Evil too. That was a great match. Ooh. Really good match. That's uh, a little bit of bullet club turmoil there. How did it like how did it play out? Were they there was a, so at the beginning of the match, of course, Evil comes out with the with the uh, spoiler Dick Togo, Ooh. and they throw up the two sweet. Kenta puts up the two sweet, but Dick Togo and uh, Evil just two sweet each other. They don't too sweet. Oh, and I was like, okay, Damn. And then Kenta uses his briefcase to get the win, smacks him with in the in the head. Evil. So I guess we'll see a little bit of a uh, is Bullet Club fine. I don't know. No, yeah, I was gonna say Bullet Club is not fine. <laughs> I guess we'll see those. Like we mentioned before, G one even started. There's gonna be a little bit of assumed tension there with Jay White coming back, but it's not even between Jay White and Kensa. They're they're on the same side, and Jay White and Evil haven't met yet in the G one because they're obviously obviously in different blocks. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see where they go with that. But let's go down to the people who have two points right now in the B block or the A. No, the B block. I was right. <laughs> so we got Hiroki Goto, the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yoshihashi, and Zack Sabre Jr. All at one and two. I want Zack Sabre Jr. to go on a run. But the, like you mentioned before, Sonata's out here dripping. He's got the new gear. He's got the new little face max joint. But it's, it, it ain't helping him because he's at 0-3 right now with zero points. I wonder if he made somebody mad in the office. I'm thinking, I think, so I, I'm still thinking the, the final is going to be Sonata versus Ibushi. I think Sonata goes on a crazy run here. Hmm. Starts out starts out slow and it just goes, just pops off for the rest of it. I can see it. That, yeah. That's, that's my, uh, my dark horse right there. Ooh. It's a great yeah, dark the- horse because I've seen him, uh, he makes his own clothes like he's his own like fashion. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, he's great. Yeah, he's. I need some of his clothes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but I, like I said, I think Sonata might might be able to pull it back. But that's that's where the G one standing right now. Definitely make sure you guys go to New Japan World and check out some of the matches I mentioned. There's been so many great matches. Um, Zack Saber Junior had a really good match against was it was it Naito. On the first night, I think it was Naito on the first night. I might be wrong, but whoever his no, it was evil. It was evil. It was evil. Zack Saber Jr. and Evil had a great match on the first night. Definitely go check that out. I loved it. He and Zack ended up squeezing out the win there, and it was it was a banger. It was a banger. Definitely check that out. But speaking of uh, something to check out, I guess let's hop into Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Here so we go. Open, open up with like a celebration thing with. Orton, not Orton. <laughs> not, about, not yet, not yet. Speaking about Orton, basically, there, it's Flair, Christian, HBK, the big show, and Drew McIntyre all in the ring. They're just, he's just going around. Basically, Drew goes one by one, like, this is so cool. And he goes, 
across all of the legends and mentions how they were important to his career and everything. And he kind of like steps most on that HBK because he helped him a lot when he was in NXT. But they just keep keep talking back and forth. And then Orton shows up on the screen and he says, your celebration won't last. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the legend killer. Uh, you think you went through with hell with me? You don't know what hell is. Uh, Which is a little bit of a, a tease. Nothing's gonna change what you've done to me. Now it's time to shine. <laughs> gonna take what's mine. The better of the two songs for Orton. Sorry, oh, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. That's, that song was sick with the little, the, the, like the, the golden like pyro falling down on him. Hell yeah. The fucking like sparkler waterfall. <laughs> so sick. I love dope, that. Dude. That's, it's very uh, Goldberg esque. Yeah. It's an all timer right there. All timer uh, theme song and pyro. <laughs> and <laughs> in general. But yeah, he's basically saying, he drops a hint there, which basically says that they're probably going to have another match at Hell in a Cell, which. I or better win, and it better be the end of the story. Though. That's all I'm gonna say. If if not, then what is the point? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if Orton doesn't win, can we just stop this stupid shit? It's been so long, man. And he's like, gotta win, man. Like, what's the point? <laughs> if he doesn't win, there, I really don't understand what the point is. Like, <laughs> I don't either. Do not. I didn't know the point. I, I don't know what the point in having an ambulance match was either. Yeah, he was just gonna lose because they put each other in ambulances before because they made them each other so hurt. I don't know, man. I I just hope Orton wins or like, or they just end it or something. They just need to do something different. It's getting kind of stale. Yeah, it is definitely. I'm exaggerating, but it has felt like they've been wrestling each other since like (laughs) I don't know for like six months. Yeah, for the whole quarantine, I feel like they've been wrestling each other. I mean. It's been at least three, hasn't it? At least three, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I guess we'll see see where they go with it. But next, we got a little Zelina uh, Vega interview. And she's all like, Asuka's not ready for me. And Asuka is ready for you. Asuka interrupts and says, oh, I'm ready for you. I'm ready to beat you again. (laughs) And they start yelling at each other. Then Pat Buck gets in the middle of him and is like, hey, Get in the ring. Your match starts now. <laughs> it was it was a decent little match. It was I don't know they I don't know why they do this so much where they just immediately run back a match from pay per view the night before and have the same. The only the only time it makes sense is when a champ loses. Yeah, or like the outcome's different or something like it, right it the night before and it wasn't like a it wasn't like it was a. Uh, like a sketchy finish, like a DQ or anything. It was a clean finish the night before, and it was a clean finish here too. Like I don't, I don't yeah. really get why they did it. It was a decent match, don't get me wrong, but it just seems they really go back to the well too much, in my opinion, on going straight back to the match they had the night before on a pay per view. They do it with a lot of a lot of rivalries, a lot of I don't know. Somebody mentioned this on Twitter. It was just like. Oh, AJ and you know Daniel Bryan, five star match. Now let's drive it into the ground so no one ever wants to see it again. Let's yeah, have exactly. him wrestle like six more times. It's just not to say that this is on that level or it was like unwatchable, but Zelina Vega isn't necessarily uh, even at. I had no doubt in my head that she was going to lose, 
not to say it was a bad match or I'm not trying to put her down, but I, this didn't change. It didn't change in, you know, a week time. Yeah, it, was, it was a week of the day. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. A day of, of just like, I don't think it's going to change. I don't think she's going to win. Yeah. Asuka, this isn't who's going to take it from Asuka. Exactly. So it was just kind of a disconnect there. But next, we got the legends in the bag playing cards. That was basically it. <laughs> they just went back to show them that they, they're just chilling in the back. Now, it was, it was to set up for later, just to show where they are, just to show where they are. So next, Andrade has an open challenge, and Keith Lee answers. And it was a decent little match between these two. Um, but <laughs> Keith Lee seemed to be playing possum a little bit because Andrade was chopping him down, chopping him down. And at one point, Keith Lee just looks at the camera, kind of like smiles and just hits him with the spear bomb, one, two, three. And I was like, all right, well. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrade. I, I this was a fine. It was a meh match. Okay, match. I, I think that these two wrestling in NXT or these two like getting a lot of time to wrestle on a pay per view, it could have been a lot better. Would have been great if they got time to do what they can do. It'd be great, but there was just like a little. I don't know what the story they're trying to tell here is. If Andrade. Because he had the thing with Zelina where he's yelling, like, oh, you're nothing without me. Maybe they're trying to tell a story that he's not as good without Zelina. But I guess mm-hmm. I guess we'll see where they go with that. And then maybe it was just to put Keith Lee over. I don't know. But next we go to the Hurt Business Lounge. They, I guess they were just in catering. <laughs> <laughs> but some some dude walks up to the table. <laughs> it just starts eating around them. Like, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> and Lash is like, hey, you took my seat. <laughs> and dude like scoots over a little bit keeps eating he's like oh you took my plate too <laughs> so he, he just takes dude's plate and dude leaves <laughs> it's just a little funny thing right? I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> just her business just rules man yeah they're, they're they're gold they're great <laughs> next we got R-Truth playing chess in the back with Lil Jimmy <laughs> this was so dumb but it was pretty funny yeah it was funny I love R-Truth he's yeah. so good and one of Tozawa's ninjas comes up and he hands him a little note. <laughs> and it basically says, it's a note from Tozawa. Oh, I got eaten by a shark last week. So you're my greatest foe. So I would like you to have this. <laughs> it's Tozawa's black belt. And as he's opening it, you see Tozawa crawl out from under the table and roll him up. <laughs> I feel like our truth is the only one that can could do goofy shit like this 24 seven stuff and still be fine. Yeah, know? exactly. But everybody else, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was a funny little thing. And then Gulak, Gulak came in and rolled, rolled truth up. No, he rolled Tazawa up and then truth rolled up. Gulak, I think, or some combination of those three. It turns, it ends up with a triple threat later, which I thought was actually really fun. We can just talk about that right now. Honestly, triple threat, yeah. they had, the triple threat they had was pretty fun. Honestly, what do you think about it? It was okay. I, I don't know. I like Drew Gulak when he was doing the Daniel Bryan thing on SmackDown. Yeah, that ruled. I don't. That was awesome. That was like the best for him and his character and him being a serious, like taken seriously. I don't know, man. I like our truth. I got nothing against them doing some ha ha shit every once in a while. It's just like, yeah, the next step is out the door usually. Like unless you're our truth. The next like cut of guys is just it's gonna be to me, this is what it looks this is these are the guys, you know. Yeah. Zawa and Gulak and anybody else that touches this shit. Yeah, for sure. 
but the, the match was decent. R Truth yeah. won with his favorite wrestling finisher. John Cena he he had the attitude adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> there was no shark uh, attack, so that was good. Yeah, there's no sharks. I, I I don't know what happened to the shark. Shark did the job to Tozawa, I guess. He just shark got um, cut he's too. A black he's belt, so. He is a black belt, so I don't know what I expected. <laughs> 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 but next we go back back to the backstage. This will be after the the um little poker or chess segment with R Truth and all of them. So Rollin comes up to Murphy and he's just kind of Hang how excited he is for the King's Court later, which uh, cool. <laughs> I I guess he. I mean, it, it makes sense that he's excited. I guess he's trying to prove the, to the world that the Mysterials are something. I don't know what he's trying to prove. Really, <laughs> I don't. Need, I I still don't. Do you know what he's trying to prove that like the daughter is? Uh, I don't. I don't know what it is. Not the daughter, or the daughter's in cahoots with Murphy, or uh... I don't know. But basically, the whole point of the segment is that Seth's like, "Why are you not dressed up? I got you a suit." So he, so Murphy goes up, gets up, and goes the change to the suit. But he leaves his phone, so Seth grabs his phone, and he starts. He just hacked him, basically. <laughs> Damn. So next Old is the catfish. King's, Next is the King's Court segment, and I, dude, they this this whole thing is just I don't know, man. It's just weird. Basically, Ray is going back and forth talking about how bad Seth is, and Dom, Dom says that he wants to know how she, or Lawler asks Aaliyah how she's feeling, basically. She says, blah, 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 blah. Murphy's a nice guy and all this. He he messaged me first and all this, blah, 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 blah. And then Seth shows up on the screen, and he's like, somebody in this ring is a liar. <laughs> and he puts up screenshots of Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy DMing it's just, it's kind of weird, man. I don't know. She's like 19, and Buddy Murphy's like, what, like 30 something? Buddy Murphy yeah, he looks 30 something. Buddy Murphy got to chill. It's, it's just <laughs> weird. Chill, All right. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, that's all it is. And then Murphy comes like, like what, what are you doing, dude? Blah, 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 blah. And, he's, and as Murphy grabs Seth, Dom comes and it just. <laughs> pounces on this man Murphy which is understandable he's talking to his little sister so right not in the DMs you can't blame him but this whole they they need this this is another like few that just been going on forever man forever bro forever 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 Forever. it's been going on longer than Terry Funk's retirement yeah right I I don't I don't know where they're going with this one I would like how do we need another match between Seth and Dom or Mysterio? I uh, no. What can they do that they haven't done? I they uh, they lose their endorsement deal from Louis Vuitton and Gucci. Oh, you can't have that happen. Come Gucci on, on a pole match. Come on now. <laughs> Gucci contract on a pole match. <laughs> but next, they we have Lana and Natty in the back, <laughs> or in the ring. I think it is. And they say that they want the titles. And Adam Pierce is like, nope, not it's not going down that way. And he introduces a tag team. Mandy Rose and Daniel Brooke. They shipped Mandy Rose over from SmackDown where she's like a wasn't a big important thing with Otis to be in a tag team with Dana Brooke. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> like what? 
Yeah, this was just like, wait, what? What are we? What is this? You know, it's like, well, since when are they friends? You know, why are they a tag team? What happened to Otis? Now, I'm not like up on SmackDown as far as storylines, other than the the Roman and Uso. I don't really follow much else. Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't get it. They had a match. It was it was there. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was there. But next you got Alex Black. He has a, a new theme song and RIP to the incendiary theme. Bam. The new theme wasn't bad though. He came out with a, a like full intensity too. He came speed walking down the ramp. <laughs> yes, he did. He ain't coming out of he ain't coming out of the coffin. Yeah, it was a decent little match. I, I think this is another feud where they should probably I hope they have a pay-per-view match at some point, like a good pay-per-view match, because they can I know these dudes could tear it up together, but Yes, and it's not be the, in, in, interrupted by Baba Tunde or some other bullshit happening. Exactly, exactly. So I guess I guess we'll see. Where, I think I think Kevin Owens might get get shipped to SmackDown though in the draft. So mm. who knows what will happen? <laughs> so next we go back to the Legends Party. Street Fighter showed up. They're, they're all turned up. Basically, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was the the triple threat for the twenty first seven title that we mentioned. And then we get Dom versus Murphy. Uh, like I said, I don't know why these matches are happening still. I, I, I feel like they really need to do something with this because this is so much on Raw where it just seems like they've been going for it with it forever. Do you think Vince is just getting Alzheimer's and he's forgetting what matches he's booked? And he's like, <laughs> God damn, pal, I want to see Dominic Mysterio, which is Ray Mysterio's son. And I want to see him wrestle. I God damn it. I want to see him wrestle Buddy Murphy. I think that'd be a great match, pal. <laughs> we just saw that three weeks in a row. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't remember that. <laughs> Book it, pal. <laughs> God damn it, Bruce. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It was a decent little match. Murphy, Murphy got the roll-up win. <laughs> and then after Dom and Elias started arguing and then Leah slaps him and storms off. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this. Really I don't, don't know either. where they're going with this. I really don't. When okay. was the last? Let me ask you something. No, go ahead. What's the, what's the next match? Yeah, I, I, we can move on from Mysterio, <laughs> which I hate. Which something I would never thought I would have to say. I know, right? It's like who would have thought that we'd be sick of seeing Mysterio? Anybody? Yeah, exactly. But next, we got the hurt business. They basically saying that there's something wrong with Apollo because he keeps doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And he also he also said that they sent Cedric to Hurt Business Boot Camp, which is, is cold for quarantine. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, he's in quarantine now? Yeah, that's why he's not there. Gotcha. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know why he also, he wouldn't be there because yep. they, they, I mean, they had that sense. little outbreak there. So I'm assuming that's probably why. Yeah. But it was a decent little match after this between her business against Apollo Rico and Ricochet saying when I say Rico <laughs> Ricochet and uh Ali Mustafa <laughs> Ali I'm not I'm not I'm not Ricochet uh, taking away his first name Mustafa Ali that's yeah name. come on bro during the match the retribution lights happen but not, there's no retribution so I guess it kind of keep the little feud between retrib- or retribution and the her business going when her retribution can't be there I'm assuming that's what it is so which makes sense at least a little bit of continuity there but another thing this apollo thing with the hurt business get it moving do something 
something, bro. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I feel like every segment we talked about on this show is just been saying, like, come on, do something. I'm not, I'm not saying this in a positive way whatsoever, but you would think that maybe them getting sick or having to quarantine would be like a sign to be like, maybe we should rewrite this, especially with all the flack and the feedback they got. Yeah. You think they'd be like, all right, maybe we can go back to the drawing board on this or something like, I don't fucking know. But what I was going to ask you was what's the last thing you've seen on raw that blew you away that you were like, damn, that was fucking cool. Uh, probably something that her business did. But it probably like, but it doesn't like blow me away. They're just cool. Like it's not, it's not yeah. mind blowing. And you know what, bro? I'm not, I'm not trying to like shit all over Raw like every week, and I really try not to. I try to stay positive at least with Raw, believe it or not. But Raw is just like it's just getting the hurt business is like the cherry on top of like the poo poo Sunday. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. And like it doesn't always have to be. It doesn't it, it it's not always like a big old pile of shit but there's always a little shit in there. You there's know what I mean? At least one scoop. Right. Oh, at least one scoop in the Sunday. At least yeah, exactly. At least one scoop. Some weeks it's like a triple scoop, some weeks maybe just a one single scoop, but her business uh is the cherry on top for sure is the highlight of raw um maybe you know Alistair and Kevin Owens always like seeing them. That's really it for me. We got we we got a triple scoop at the end of this episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh huh. So next we got another one of those uh, Bianca Belair, Mister Perfect vignettes, which are sick. I like those. Those are cool. Oh yeah, yeah, I love those. Oh dude, I didn't even notice that until you said that, Mister Perfect. That's so true. That's, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Like the it's got to be it too because it's like she's just doing all these crazy physical things, you know? Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. But yeah, just when she's just, she's just outrunning everybody. (laughs) She raises one dude and she puts hurdles up for herself and still beats him, which rules. Yep. (laughs) I love that. I think Pineapple Pete was one of the guys she beat. And that's what I think. I think it was. Yeah. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. I I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. That's that for some reason I have that. I have that uh, memory in my head somewhere. So, Hmm. I'll have to go back and look at that because if that's weird, if he is, I don't know if he was signed to AEW or not. No, he wasn't signed. He was on Raw Underground a few weeks ago, like in the crowd of Raw Underground. Mm. He's an independent contractor, buddy. Damn, bro. He's fucking flipping sides. <laughs> Lex Luger. <laughs> Pineapple Luger. He's showing up at the Mall of America. <laughs> so, next we got the main event of this show, which was the Drew McIntyre Open Challenge. Dolph Ziggler comes out and reintroduces. The glory with glorious one, Bobby Roode. Uh, it was a decent little match. <laughs> Drew kicks out of Bobby Roode's finish. So great way to put him over on his comeback. <laughs> yeah, right. What a comeback. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You're going to come That's back. That's what kind of me out that they were like, his Bobby Roode is back. It's like, well, fuck. There he goes. He ain't coming to NXT. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to come back, and I'm going to kick out of your finish. <laughs> That's not Congrats. glorious, bro. <laughs> Drew beating with a, a claymore. It was a decent little match. Like I'd say, like a two, two and a half star match, something light, like some cool. But it's cool to see Bobby Roode back. I love Bobby Roode. If they yeah, do something same. with him, I don't know if they will. 
I, I hope I just give him a little bit like an edge, make him mean again. Me yes. and Bobby Roode rules like methodical, like that's the bet when Bobby Roode's at his best. But speaking of best, this is not that. <laughs> so that this ain't it. So you got Randy Orton. He's a, <laughs> I don't even want to explain this. Randy Orton's in the back, dressed up as a janitor. <laughs> And he puts on some damn night vision goggles. Yes, you heard me correctly. Night vision goggles. And he goes into the Legends Lounge where they're all chilling. <laughs> turns out the lights, grabs a chair, grabs a chair and then turns out the lights. And then you hear some some rustling back and forth. It's, ah, oh, oh my, ah, what are you, ow, ow. They just start doing their own theme songs. <laughs> But Christian, Christian. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I think I'm cute. See, dude, he used to sing his theme song. That's another one. Yep. See, I'm telling you, Christian for sure said Christian. He might have. <laughs> he might have led that choir. That would be sick. But it's not this is not sick. So he's beating up these red legends in the dark. Basically, lights lights turn back on. He walks out. And then he puts the, the little hat back on, janitor hat, walks past the refs who were running towards him and points at the door. Mind you, how would they know to run to that room if they weren't watching? So if they were watching, they would have obviously seen Red Yord in the janitor suit walk in. So, what? <laughs> this is going to be playing Splinter Cellar Hitman or something. I don't... Yeah, his fucking... And then his... His night vision goggles look like um, they look like welding like goggles old, or something. Like the old 3D glasses, <laughs> exactly. The blue and red old 3D glasses. Yeah. Bro, what the hell is that? That is uh, probably one of the worst things I've seen on WWE TV in a very long time. Yeah, I'd rather watch uh, Little Jimmy and play chess. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I. I don't. I don't get it. I guess it's just to. I guess it's just to. I don't know. Keep their feud going, kind of. I guess because. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Because like they already got their retribution. Like Orton took out each one of them. Yeah. They all came back and did their little run-ins at the pay-per-view. So they would have been even, you would think. Yeah, exactly. So they're even. So what? What? What is the? Like, why is he going so back and forth with everybody again? Because he's the legend killer. With the night goggles. <laughs> <laughs> the nighttime killer. The night crawler, Randy Orton. Out of nowhere. In the dark yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, that's that's all I got to say about that. That's just, that was the triple scoop on top of uh, in the middle of the yeah. Sunday. That, that's what we're yeah, talking about. This week about. was the goofy. Uh, the tri- yeah, yeah, the triple scoop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but. Let's move on to, to Greener Pastures. Impact Wrestling Tuesday night. <laughs> it opened up with a really good tag match between uh, Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary against Nevaeh and Jessica Havoc. It was a decent little tag match. Uh, Nevaeh and Havoc ended up losing here. And after the match, Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan attacked, sending a little message to the rest of the knockout division, which I, I've been saying for a while how much I think Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan are like the future of that division. They both rule. So... It's really good. Speaking of knockouts division, really good banger match here between Jordan Grace and Sunil Dashwood. 
really, really good here. Um, I'm glad to know Dash was back in Impact that she was gone for a little bit. I don't know if it was just pandemic stuff or what the deal was, but she got choked out here. So, <laughs> so maybe she should have stayed away. Nah, it was a really good match. They got they have really good in-ring chemistry, her and uh, Jordan do. So definitely check that match out. And Shout out to that, Jordan. She just got uh, married. Yeah, her and Jonathan Gresham just got married this week, I believe it was, or last week, something like that. So congrats to them. We'll talk, we're talking about the uh, octopus Jonathan Gresham a little bit later. A little tease for you. <laughs> <laughs> Next, they had a few backstage segments where Moose was looking around for EC3. And <laughs> Moose, yeah, uh, I mentioned this last week, but uh, the match between Moose and Suicide, I saw Warrior Wrestling was a banger. Nice. Pretty good. But Moose is walking around the backstage here looking for EC3, and EC3 appears on a video, like in a video message, and says that he he vows to show up next week and light the TNA title on fire, the one that Moose holds. <laughs> and his, his reasoning behind that is he wants to burn nostalgia down because the TNA title represents everything that EC3 is trying to like move past. So. Mm. The story they've been having is pretty good. I think they're gonna have a really good match at uh Slammiversary or not Bound for Glory. It is Bound for Glory, yeah. Yeah. When is that? The seventeenth, eighteenth, whichever the week, whatever Saturday that is. Hmm. It's next weekend, not this school, not this coming weekend, but weekend after. Gotcha. That'll be really good. It'll be really good. And after that, we have a uh, little segment with Rich Swan as he continues rehabbing for the title match at uh Bound for Glory, as we just mentioned. Him and Eric Young are gonna have a title match there. I think that's going to be a really good match, too, because the story they've been having, because they both came back the same day, and his trajectory went down, and Eric Young went to the moon. He's a champ, yep. so... To the moon, like maybe. Parallels there, so I think that's a really cool story. I think that match is going to be really good. But the next match we saw was the Good Brothers against Dozen Wentz of the Rascals. It was a, a pretty good match. I, I think they kind of held off on going full speed here. It was kind of like a showcase match for Anderson and Gallows because they're pushing towards the, the match at uh, Bound for Glory, which is going to be the four-way tag title match, which is going to be a banger. It's going to be Anderson and Gallows, Ace Austin and Mad Men Fulton, the, the North, North, and Motor Machine Guns, and the Rascals. Fuck yeah. That's going to be a banger. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. That. That's going to be such a good match. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, Bound for Bound Bound for Glory is going to have the same type of vibe as Slammiversary. Uh, absolutely, it's going to be a, a a big fight feel all throughout the night, I think. But next, we got a uh, Fala Ba taking on the main man Johnny Swinger. <laughs> Johnny Swinger rules, man. This man <laughs> used to be this man has been around for so long. He's being ECW. Remember Johnny Swinger in ECW with Simon Diamond. I remember Simon Diamond now yeah. that you mention it, but Johnny I Swinger. remember Johnny Swinger. Yep. Johnny Swinger, Simon Diamond. There's one more guy with them. I forget who it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. But mm. Johnny Swinger's been around forever. He was he was in TNA back in the day, ECW. Shout out to Johnny Swinger, man. <laughs> but he lost here. <laughs> it was a fun <laughs> match, though. It was just a fun, like, not comedy, but like a little like light, lighthearted match. It was it was fun. But the next match was a banger. The North against Ace Austin and Mad Man Fulton. Oh, it was the main yeah. event of the show. Great match. The North ended up picking up the win here. And after the match, the Good Brothers <laughs> come out and talk a little bit of trash. And then just a brawl ensues. Everybody's fighting. And then the Martian Machine Guns come down and make the save for the faces, obviously. And that's mm-hmm. just setting up further that match at uh, Bound for Glory. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a banger. Yeah. Shout out to Ace Austin and um, Madman. They uh, won the AAW Tag Team titles. 
Yeah, they beat the besties in the world for the AAW Tag Team Champions. Crazy. I saw the I saw a picture of it. I'm like, damn, good for them. That's unexpected. I feel like they've had those ti- uh, besties have had those titles for as long as I've been going to AAW. <laughs> it's been a while that they had it. They got it off yeah. of Santana Ortiz, I think, when yep. they left. So it's been a minute since then. So shout out to the besties, man. And also shout out to Ace Austin and Mad Men Fulton. Speaking of AAW, did you see that uh, Matthew Justice did a uh, <laughs> yes Valley Driver off a off a scissor lift through a door into the ring? <laughs> Bro, that was high up. It was it was real high up. He he saw the Matt Hardy spot. And said bet. <laughs> he said, <laughs> said bet, but we won't even kill ourselves. Dude, shout out to Matthew Justice and Matters, man. SGC Second Gear Crew all day. All day, <laughs> but let's hop into AEW Dynamite from this week. Speaking of a banger match, opened up at Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. Man, <laughs> this ruled. Um, Ricky Starks comes out with a body bag with Darby painted on it, <laughs> and Darby has a vignette. airbrushed, yeah, airbrushed. Yeah, <laughs> Darby has a vignette where JPEG Mafia, which I wasn't familiar with him, but I, I looked him up like after he's, he's a rapper, apparently. He cuts a little oh, okay. promo. He cut a little decent promo. <laughs> yeah, he did cut a good promo. I was just like, I didn't know who the fuck he was either. Yeah, he's just a rapper. He's like, all right, Ricky Stark, you piece of trash. You think you're cool. Well, Darby Allen's going to kill you. I don't remember what he said. but <laughs> He's like, he's going to kill you, you bitch. <laughs> but it, it, this match, man, how good are both these guys? Oh, yeah. Was this the first time that they had a singles match? Yeah, it's their first singles match. Wow. Yeah, what a great, great match. Dude. They, uh, They're the future, bro. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad they got Ricky Starks because Darby, we've been saying for like since AEW started, he's the future of this company. But Ricky Starks coming in, this guy, he's got the look, he's got the mic skills, he can go in the ring. He's he's a star just waiting yep. to be given the, the moon, basically. Darby, too. Darby, he's, uh, he's got that <clears throat> cool factor, you know, he's got the Daredevil, Jeff Hardy kind of thing going on and kind of like a sting. The sting. Yeah, exactly. He's got the yeah, the cool thing going for him. Yeah, it, it rules, man. There's so much in this match that we could go through. Um, Darby Amelia reversing the spear into the guillotine choke. That was sick because he got killed with that spear last week. He said not again. <laughs> Immediately hopped into that guillotine, which was sick. Uh, at one point, Brian Cage comes out for a distra- distraction, but the main man Will Hobbs comes out and says, "No, sir, not today." Which we'll talk about them later because they got a match next week, which is going to be a banger. That's something. Yeah. A uh, meat. <laughs> meats. Yeah. Meaty Big men, man. Men smacking meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. FTW championship on the line there, too. That's going to be a banger. Ooh. But, dude. I wonder. I wonder. You wonder what? Wonder if he'll drop it. I mean, why would you put it online? This is the first time they defended this. So maybe it's just to, to set that basis. But I would love to see Willie Hobbs, Will Hobbs man. <laughs> That dude with the belt, he just looks like she have a belt. That's a, that's a, was it Ingle, Comp? No, it was Compton's most, most dangerous. Oakland's most dangerous. That's what it was. Was it Oakland? I thought it was Compton. I think it's Oakland. I'm pretty sure it was Oakland. Hey, either way, it's hard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, dude, the spear that Ricky Starks hit out of midair on Darby in this match was a thing of beauty, and oh, it just looked like it hurt so bad, but it was perfectly yes. timed. He killed him with it. Sold the fuck out of it. Yeah, absolutely. But Darby ended up winning, picking up the win here with the coffin drop. This match definitely was like face down, too. Yeah, it was a coffin drop to the back because he had been working the back the whole match. <laughs> good storytelling. Oh, this match ruled. Matt, really good match. 
And after the match, <laughs> Dark Cody comes out to the ring, cuts a really good promo, explaining how he was feeling after he lost the belt. He said, I went to Hollywood and I was sitting next to a legend like Snoop Dogg and a great actress like Rosario Dawson. And, and who am I? I lost in three minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, <laughs> he did lose in three minutes. And I do this. What do you think of this promo before I continue? Man, Cody is ha. He can do no wrong to me. I've said it so many times, but he is the whereas whereas Raw is the one to three scoops of shit with the cherry on top. I feel like AEW is the one to three scoops of cherries with a little piece of shit on top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they don't even want to say shit because it's like there's really not a like, maybe some gum, some stepped on gum. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there's <laughs> some, there's like a, somebody hocked a loogie in there or something. But uh, no, it was great. It was very, you know, he did kind of the swerve. You know, yeah. he wants to wrestle me in a dog collar match, which my is, answer is no. <laughs> that's old school, brother. Yeah, he gives him the. And my answer is no, exactly. And then he comes back. No, no, I will Don't wrestle him. No, <laughs> he came back. It was like when they when they asked Hogan. Like, will you will you wrestle Andre at WrestleMania three? And he just yes, <laughs> like everybody's waiting for him. He just yeah. yes, that was Cody, pretty much. Yeah, this was a great promo. He was fired the hell up, yes. man. Yes, he was. And no, nope. the, <laughs> the brawl after this was like, I really like the brawl after this because it was just chaos. Brody yes. comes out, they start brawling. The new effing show comes out again to break up a brawl. Yep. Shout out to Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Jerry Lynn, I did see him this time, yep, with his nice haircut. The new effing show. The he nicest comes... guy in wrestling. <laughs> For real. He really good dude. But <laughs> he he comes out with a bunch of people. The, the locker room clears. Dark Order comes out to pull out Brody. <laughs> At one point after they get out of the ring, Brandy comes out, does a senton off the top rope, <laughs> and then yeah. her, her and uh Anna Jay start fighting. And then like the female the women's locker room comes out and tries to break them up. <laughs> and then while they're doing that, Nyla Rose just grabs one of them and starts beating them up, which I loved. Yeah, I was just like, why? <laughs> I want to fight too. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. that. That makes a lot of sense. Not, not like this looks like she was just like, all right, violence? I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> How the rest are beating up Kylan King. This is just, it just ruled, man. I'm excited. That, that dark color match is going to be brutal. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, the... Last time uh, I remember seeing a dog collar match, man, it's been a while. I might be, I mean, this is a, this is a, a long time, so there might have been one in between, and I just don't remember it. But the one that really sticks out in my head, at least growing up, was uh, the Pitbulls and ECW used to have oh, dog yeah. collar matches. And that was really, what was that, 95 through eight, Yeah, 95 or 6, yeah, so... Yeah, man, this is gonna be. They're bringing it, throwing it back with this, but it's about to be. <laughs> you thought it he was gonna brutal. bleed. <laughs> you thought it was brutal when Bro- Brody lead it to him before, right? You you think Brody wins again here, right? I hope he does. I don't. Yeah, want- I would think so too, but I don't know, man. It's crazy because, yeah, I don't think he gives the title back for sure. I think he keeps it, but I don't know. Definitely not a squash though. Oh, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. Both I think both of them bleed here. I think this yeah, be. yeah, they got to. You can't have it. It's like having a hell in a cell. I mean, they still do it, but yeah. <laughs> having a hell in a cell with no blood. It's, yeah. 
once you name the pay-per-view after the stipulation, it kind of loses all meaning. Yeah, yeah. I heard that on uh, Cheap Heat the other day. Yes, and they were right. They're yeah. Just, that's <laughs> why they're mage. Yeah, shout out to Stack Guy Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Fuck him. No. no he, that guy's cool. He's just got terrible takes. Yeah, he does. Mage. Every time he says something, I just say, uh-huh, I see. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> But next, we got a FTR and Tully interview with Tony Schiavone in the back. They basically just bury the Young Bucks and the best friends, call the best friends backyarders again. And then <laughs> Tony's like, so who are you guys going to face at Full Gear? Is it Full Gear? It's Full Gear. Yeah, right? Full Gear is the next one. Yep. Who are you guys going to face at Full Gear? And then <laughs> Matt Jackson comes and super kicks Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I was like, yes. He sold uh, it better than uh, Marvez, at least. I, I've been like... Ah. I, I never thought I would see Tony Schiavone get super kicked, so I popped big for that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Schiavone, no. He sold it too. He he felt like a stack of bricks, a stack yes, of bricks, did. whatever the whatever the saying is. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, Dasha had an interview with SCU, basically just kind of parallel. And SCU just like, all right, you know, we hadn't been teaming together, but opportunity presents itself, and you got to go for it. We were the first champions, and maybe we'll be two time right now and as they go to walk out sean spears is sitting by gorilla just like good luck <laughs> in there yeah that was weird because he didn't do the run out just they just lay in that groundwork i'm telling you throw them fours up yes sir but next we got hangman joining commentary he's he's, he's in a good mood tonight he's got his little drink he's just hanging out <laughs> I feel he was really hamming it up towards the end of this, like almost towards the end of this match. He was just like, yeah, he did a good move to him. Like he was just like really laying it in that he was fucking an alcoholic. Hey man, a cup like that, he's drinking it that fast. That, that cup was empty by the time he left. It, I'm assuming it wasn't his first one. So that, that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but next right here, we got the uh, SU versus FTR 20 minute brush with greatness. I thought this match was a banger, man. I thought this was a great tag team wrestling match. I thought it's FTR just works really well in this, like just being the heels because the whole 20 minute brush with greatness, greatness, greatness. Wow. We're live, pal. Brush with greatness <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's a really like just a heel move because they don't want to wrestle long matches. So, like, all right, 20 minutes, we're out. If you don't win, it, right. if you don't beat us by then, we get the win. See you. Yep. Yep. I love that. The whole bit where Cash pretends to trip and points out the points at CD to get him banned from ringside, hilarious. That's good. That's great heel shit. I love yeah, that. Exactly. I, I loved it, dude. There was a lot of really cool stuff here. The um, power bomb into the dragon suplex combo that FTR did was nasty. That was really cool. Yeah, I'd never seen them do it, like anything like that before, so I thought that was really cool. And also the power slam reversal of the Doomsday device by Frankie Kazarian. Oh, yeah. that was sick. That was so sick. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of his old finish, the Flux Capacitor, which was basically like a Spanish fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was sick. It was sick. I thought that was really cool. But the finish came when <laughs> Scorpio Skies goes for a, um, like a suplex and they bring him back into the ring. And he gets, I think it was Cash up <laughs> in the air for the suplex. And then Tully trips him out. <laughs> Cash lands on top. And, they, and him and Dax hold the feet down for the one, two, three. <laughs> just 
classic FTR behavior right there. And FTR yep. retains with, I think it was like 17 and a half minutes in. So they didn't quite get to the 20 minutes. Yeah, I feel like that is going to come into play at some point. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, we almost got you if we if you wouldn't have made that stipulation in 20 minutes, that type of bullshit. Well, you know what you got yourself into. Next week, they got uh, FTR versus TH2, which that's going to be an interesting matchup because that their styles are very different. But Jack Evans rules. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen them. And I mean, I haven't watched Dark, so maybe they're on there. But Jack Evans has been hurt. and He had like a cheek injury or something like that. Gotcha. A what? A cheek cheekbone, injury? Cheekbone or something. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Fracture in there or something. So gotcha. Maybe like an orbital or something. I'm, yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. He's good now though, apparently, because he's gonna be he got the, the twenty minute pressure greatness next week. So that'd be real cool. And after this match, as uh Hangman saw on commentary, they announce we'll talk about this here, who we think is gonna be in it. The eight man tournament to can to figure out who will face John Moxley at full gear. Well, the way they explained it is the finals will happen at full gear, but it'll also the, the press release or not the press release, like but the tweet said eight-man tournament where the finals will ha- take place at full gear where, where the winner will get a championship title match. So I'm thinking, unless it's worded bad, that either the championship match isn't at full gear or they're wrestling twice that night. Yeah, that that is what it sounds like. They're wrestling twice, but I would imagine that... I'd be okay with that. I think that could you could tell some cool story there. Maybe they're planning on um, Archer being back by then. Archer's going to be back next week. They got, or not next week, but the week after. You got the title match still. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Maybe, yeah. It's just weird to build up. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to not have a build up with somebody and then just pop, they just lay it on you night of. I'd be okay with that, depending on how they do it. I I, mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of faith in AEW with their bills. They they do a really good job of storytelling. So I'm not going to be oh, mad yeah, at whatever definitely. it is. But. So they announced that the first three competitors are Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega. And when they say Kenny Omega, Heyman's face goes from happy to just yeah, not very pleased. And he's like, I got to go. He leaves. <laughs> so they, they've already announced those three. Who else do you think is going to be in this? Hmm. I don't know. Do you? Uh, let's see. Anybody from Inner Circle? Maybe. I'm thinking. So we got three already. We need five more. I say Sammy. If we do, if we're going stable by stable, we already got one from the family. We got one from Jurassic Express. We got one from the Elite, sort of. If right. they're still together or not. I think Hangman's in there. He's got to be. He's yeah, gotta he's got to be. So I say Hangman, Sammy, maybe, maybe they do Darby. And Ricky Starks in there too. I could see that. What's that seven? Yeah. So maybe one one more. Who else could be in there? Maybe Hobbs or uh, Cage, one or the other. Oh, well, I was thinking Ricky Starks to to represent Team Taz, and then maybe maybe MJF. But he just had a title shot, so maybe not. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they do like an Orange Cassidy just because, I don't know. Or oh, maybe somebody from uh, Eddie Kingston's staple. That's Phoenix. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe maybe we get Pac returning here. That'd be sick. 
That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Do you think it's like uh, they just haven't announced the other people yet, or do you think it's actually some kind of surprise? I think it's just deal? they haven't announced yet. I'm saying mm-hmm. okay. they're gonna announce as the weeks go on. Probably start it with at maybe the anniversary show. Maybe Jericho's uh, anniversary or whatever. No, the the one year anniversary of Dynamite, which is oh, so okay. this week coming week is uh, Jericho's thirty year anniversary, mm-hmm. and the week after is anniversary of Dynamite. Oh, okay, okay. Two big special shows in a row, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with that because I think I think Kenny wins that, and he we get Kenny Mox and Kenny Ooh. gets the belt. Oh shit! You think? I've been saying Kenny and Mox at full gear. I know you've been you've been pushing that a lot. I don't know, man. I don't know. Kenny is a world champ that quickly. I don't think so. I don't know. It's Kenny Omega. Kenny. Exactly. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how they do it. Especially if he has what? If it's an A-person tournament, that means there's going to be, what, three matches? Yeah. Yeah. So if he has three really good high caliber matches, I guess I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I would love to see Hangman and Kenny at the finals, though. Yes. I think that if they're both in it, that is what it's going to be. Or it'll be a thing where one of them costs, or where he maybe does like a thing where he did to the Bucks and costs Kenny the match, and Hangman goes to the finals and loses. Mm. Or maybe Hangman wins. No, Hangman's not beating Mox. It's got to be Kenny that beat Mox. And yeah, then, Kenny then is definitely the, the, that's what makes more sense. And then Hangman comes back down the line to beat Kenny for the belt. Like, after, like, Kenny has a long, decent run. That, yeah. That's my, the, the title lineage I have in my, my head right now. Mm, Mox, okay. Kenny, Hangman, but not, not like fast. Oh, you know what? You know who I think somebody else might be in that is Miro. You think Miro? I don't know. Oh, in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tournament, yes. Throw me yes. on the tournament. Throw me on the tournament. That's that's a good idea. Yep. Orange Cassidy out Miro and that that's ooh, Kenny Kenny Miro. Ooh. Yeah, Miro needs to be in something like high profile like Miro that. Ray Phoenix? Anybody with Miro him. Can- oh, that's gonna be right. right. I hope you're right, because that sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, I love I that is that would be great. I would love to see him just I don't know, in something major like that, you know. Yeah, definitely. So Speaking of Chris Jericho, next we got Isaiah Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, and this match was so much better. I thought it would be, I thought it would be good, but like, dude, they, he gave Isaiah Cassidy a lot here. Cassidy came out fired up, and he looked really good here. Jericho looked good here. <laughs> At one point, the one point, the main man, <sighs> Doctor Luther. Yeah, I love that. This <laughs> man. He starts attacking Jericho at ringside after. So weird. They're like, I know they're very good friends outside the ring, but it was just really random. Jericho pushed him. So he's like, I'm not taking that. (laughs) (laughs) Him and David Arquette. Yeah, he's always doing that with pointing at the head. Like, what the fuck? Have you seen that thing on Twitter that David Arquette is uh, Sir Penico? Yeah, that he's Sir Penico. Yeah. (laughs) He's not, but (laughs) that's just hilarious. Who started that rumor? This podcast deadlock that I, I listened to them and I, I heard that and like I, I heard it like them say it on in passing like as a joke. Then I saw David Arquette tweet about it, like they, this really caught fire, huh? <laughs> that yeah. it makes sense. Cool, it, it, but I don't think so. And it was definitely it was a lot cooler after we watched that documentary too. Yeah, definitely because he, he he did the thing that that uh, yeah with the streamers. Yeah, I wonder why. Sopranico is John Cruz. That, that's real. That's that's a shoot. Because John Cruz has wrestled on AEW Dark before too. Oh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, this match is fun, man. Uh, I thought 
the reversal for the um the dropkick springboard thing that Cassidy did mm-hmm. was really cool because you know how Jericho does his classic like dudes on the outside on the apron he goes for the dropkick sp- the springboard dropkick yes Cassidy yep. like did like a weird like flipped in came in and just clotheslined him I thought that was really cool yeah this was a good match I like how Jericho's kind of giving the rub to all the younger guys or yeah trying to do do his part you know so he let Isaiah hit him with the lines all in a cold breaker <laughs> yeah that's, that's huge. Dope. But the dude, he 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 let him do that, but he said, I'm gonna kill you because <laughs> he took this man's head off with that Judas effect. He Yes, he did. He, <laughs> that was like one of the I always say that it either looks really good or it looks just like shit. And this was one of the times where it looked really good. That it might means, be on the, the guy who sells it to him. I think it might be on their end. Yeah. It, it because he looked like he got his damn head taken off. He got killed with because he came off the springboard and just said good night. To this effect, one, two, three. But <laughs> <laughs> then after the match, Jericho and Hager attacked Cypernico and Luther. So that, that that sets up the match for next week for Jericho's thirtieth anniversary. Jericho and Hager against the Chaos Theory, which is a yeah, sick tag team name. It's cool that like I said that they're friends and it seems like he's just wanting to do. Something for his buddy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think they, about that? I think it's cool, man. He's 30 years of Jericho. He's like, they probably told him, what do you want to do? It's your 30 years. What do you want to do? He's like, you know what? Let's give my boy some spotlight, which is really cool, man. Mm. Yeah, I like that, too. I mean, if I was in his position, I could put somebody that's not really well known over yeah. a little bit or a little bit of a rub. Exactly. I- I'll put you in the main event, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You get. I got to get my shit in. <laughs> exactly but next we got this this i this like sold me on this whole kipping mural thing this vignette was late this was re- they played like both their comedic timing and this was really good so miro and kip are basically talking about how kip's like dude you got to make sure my my uh, bachelor party is really good and he's like dude i got you it's, it's gonna be like rumspringa and i didn't know what that meant no he keeps bringing up rumspringa i'm like what the fuck and I looked it up, and it's like the the Amish, Amish uh, like when they turn sixteen, they have a choice of either staying Amish or like living a normal life. And they have like a, I think it's a week or something. They can just go out and party, basically. And right? they, yeah, they can do whatever they want while they decide. Because out east, Indiana, it's a lot of Amish people out there. So I don't have any friends that are Amish because they're scum. But <laughs> I know that I know I have friends that have went to school with kids that were on rumstringer and they just fucking i guess they just party like there's big time partiers while they're doing that because they're just trying to live it up it's so random that mirror was like yeah rumstringer like that like it's so random it's so random and it's funny because it's like a very it seems like a a like he's a like a foreigner thing to just learn that and be like oh that's what it is like it's a party it's like a big party (laughs) It's, it's hilarious man but he, he's basically they're playing they're, they're going through different places they go to some like axe throwing place and they're playing an arcade game and he beats kip he's like all right i'm out I'll, i'm going to the bathroom i'll be right back and then mirror just kind of sighs and keeps playing the game and the main man billy mitchell walks up i didn't know who this dude was until i looked it up after and apparently yep. he's the king of kong yes he is and pac-man so he, were you familiar with him before this? Yes, I was. Uh, right, so. He actually had his own hot sauce that I owned a bottle of. Oh, wow. His oh, face was on a lot man. of stuff uh, in the 80s. He was like the shit back in the 80s. Recently, <clears throat> 2018, they um, they challenged his world record, Pac-Man, saying that he used 
uh, MAME emulator, which is like <clears throat> an arcade emulator to like falsify his record. Oh, wow. He got a perfect score in Pac-Man. It was like 3 million something. He was the first one to do that. Like he had prior high scores in Donkey Kong. It's a really good documentary about him called King of, King Kong. of Kong. Yeah. It's a really good documentary. I would suggest watching it if uh, you're into documentaries and video games. But <clears throat> what I could gather from him is he's just kind of a prick. Like he's just kind of full of himself and uh, he's a heel. Yeah, exactly. He's very heel. That's a great way of putting it. And uh, he sues anybody that I know he's real sue happy about saying people talking bad about him or saying that he's a liar or a cheater. Well, he's going to help Miro book this. <laughs> he said he, he come, appears next to Miro. He's like, you're trying to throw a party to make it crazy. I know some people. I'll hook you up. And I was like, "What? who is this dude? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a reference there of like him knowing people that can throw a huge party, but I don't know. I, I thought this was really funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. They, they, they sold me. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to see what they do with this. I love Excalibur's reaction. Billy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> like they're on a sitcom. Yeah, for real. Exactly. <laughs> But next, they cut to a uh, best friends interview that's interrupted by FTR, and they <laughs> this is pretty funny. So they basically they bury him again, like, "Oh, you're just backyard wrestlers, blah 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 blah." And the best friends kind of like blow up to him, pretend they're gonna hit him, <laughs> and FTR flinches. Yeah. And Orange Cassidy steps up to the middle, raises a mic out of nowhere, and just goes weenies, and then makes his entrance. <laughs> it's just stupid but hilarious. And then this this match, man, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, Orange Cassie against Press 10. 10. Yeah. 10 from the Dark Order. Press 10, Vance. They made Vance look really good here. 10, he was, man, jacked. He was looking pretty good here. He did some really cool stuff. Yeah, um, he was here, injured for a while, right? Yeah, he was injured for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 10 put hit the Orange Cassie's glasses on John Silver. <laughs> That's over. I love that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you like the more you talk highly about him, and the more I see of him, the more I like him. Dude, he's hilarious. He's just so he's goofy. Great. <laughs> On BTE, the best friends called him a muscle pervert. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Although he's like, get down, get down for Sue, get down there. Yeah. He's like, oh, like, <laughs> so stupid. So funny, dude. <laughs> Straight up, so funny, but. Like I said, 10 looked really good here. Uh, <laughs> during the match, 10 Silver and Reynolds do the best friends hug. Yeah, you got to give the people what they want. But yeah. <laughs> I think Taz said it. Yeah. I love that. Excalibur didn't say it because they're heels. So Taz said, of course, yeah. I love the little touch right there. Yeah, I like that. But Orange Cassidy won with the orange punch and the beach break. Bro, he dropped this man on his damn head. Yeah, he did. It's like an air raid crash where he doesn't hold the head. So he just drops. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. He dropped. I mean, it, it looked as good as it could have looked. Oh, it, it looked good, but it just looks like damn. Yeah, he does it fast. Like he picks him up. He's like, "Are you on, you're going?" <laughs> Bombs away. <laughs> you ain't gonna need him. <laughs> exactly. Your neck. You ain't gonna need it. Next is another really funny segment here. MJF where he brings some presents to the inner circle locker room, and but he doesn't bring one for Sammy. It's the. Uh, Inner circle like track jackets, which are sick. I don't know if they sell those anywhere. They're really cool. Yeah, those are nice. But he doesn't bring one for Sammy. He's like, oh, and then he blames Warlock. Like, dude, you didn't pack it. It wasn't there when you were packing. Blah 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 blah. And then Sam was like, okay, okay, Max, what the hell do you want? And the Jericho goes, wait, 
yeah, man, what the hell do you want? <laughs> I like that. I like I like that where he's like, hold on, hold on. And then just repeats whatever Sammy says. And then they go back to the, do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? Yeah. It's just, their, their timing together is perfect. I can't wait oh, to get yeah. the program together. It's going to be money. It's gold. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be. I think he's trying to put a wedge in maybe yeah. Sammy. I, I don't know. I think they do him and Sammy first, which is going to be great. MJF and yeah. Sammy is going to be great. And then they eventually lead to him and Jericho somewhere down the line. So does that inner circles turn in babyface now or something? Because MJF is just forever a heel for sure. I think Sammy turns babyface and gets kicked out of the inner circle because of this. But I don't Ooh. know. Sammy's such a good heel, though. He's such a good heel. He is such a good heel. I mean, they're all better as heels for sure. I mean, I Hager, Hager doesn't really say anything, so I don't know. He's Hager's mad, not a face to me. Say what? Hager's does he yeah, Hager can never be a face to me. Yeah, no, me either, but he's just like I don't know. To me, if anyone was gonna turn babyface, I'd rather it be him just because eh, you don't really do much, but the rest I, of them are just like meant to be heels. I, I think that with the segment with something between MJF and Chris Jericho, heel doesn't matter. I think it's just gonna be so good that like <laughs> it'll be good. Like this. I think it'll be good enough where you can look past that and it'll it'll make sense because I think yeah. Jericho's mind and MJF seems to have a really good mind for the business already. So mm-hmm. I think they'll make something where it'll make sense and it'll just be great because everything they've done together already has just been hilarious. So good, man. But next we got Britt Baker's return match, which she's, of course, accompanied to the ring by uh, Rebel. Shout out to Rebel. You got her, her got Britt versus uh, Red Velvet, which Red Velvet looked really good here too. She's a... It was like kind of she was kind of a enhancement talent here, but she looked really good. I thought, they should yeah. def- I think she could be somebody where they let, use her in an enhancement role for a while, and then eventually bring her up into a bigger role in the, in the company because she looked like she could go here. Yeah, because she's been on dark. I think yeah, she's been on dark a few said? times. She had like an zero and seven record or something like that. Oh damn! But hey, now's her time. She'll get her time eventually. But Britt looked really good here. I thought she. Came back looking, showing a lot of like technical prowess, and I think this is one of one of her better showings in the ring. I thought at least. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it was a squash match, you know, kind of. I mean, uh, Velvet, uh, what's her name? Velvet Sky. Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Velvet, Velvet Sky is uh, from the Beautiful People. Says cool. from what? The Beautiful People TNA. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm getting those mixed up. Yeah. It was a. I felt like it was a squash, but it was a. It was just a longer. She at least got in some offense for sure. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was really cool, but <laughs> Britt won with this crazy looking swinging like fisherman neckbreaker into just like a curb stomp, but like she just killed her with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and really cool. Put on the old uh, the glove and beat on the lockjaw thing. Lockjaw. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was really good, man. So next we got Luther and Sopranico being announced for the match with Jericho and Hager next week, as well as Will Hobbs versus Cage for the FTW title and Cody versus Brody Lee and the dog collar match with the TNT title. Next week's stack, man. Of course, it's also the 30, 30 years of Jericho, so it's gonna they're going to have like some celebration. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to love yeah. it. <laughs> it's going to be great. His dad's going to show up again. Teddy Irvine. <laughs> I remember sitting there like at, at that show and we see somebody go under the present, like, what the, who, what is that? Who is that? Yeah. And it's his dad. <laughs> yeah. We've seen them. Yeah. We, we were, they were breaking kayfabe and uh, 
he was sitting there before they put the box on before they started recording and it was just like who's this old man and yeah they pop it and virgil was there for some yeah, reason soul train jones soul train jones sorry yeah <laughs> and then uh yeah his dad comes out and starts talking shit about the chicago blackhawks but yeah they might do something like that again jericho always goes all off of that stuff yeah i'm excited to see that but something also i'm excited for was this main event segment man eddie kingston brings out bryce ramsberg he, he's he uh, has Penta and Phoenix with him too. He starts running down Bryce Rensberg. He's like, you know, Bryce, uh, you've been my friend for 18 years. And can you explain to me why last week I didn't tap out, but you, what gave you the, what gave you the right? No, no, no. What gave you the boss <laughs> to, to call for the mat for the bell last week? And Bryce kind of like explains himself. Like, it's my job, man. I, I, I got to explain protect you from yourself and he's like all right i understand i understand get him and then moxie's <laughs> music hits and man this whole segment heavy this heavy fired up moxie comes to the ring he's got the barbed wire bat yep this is world champion come to the ring with a barbed wire bat it's so sick <laughs> so sick so he gets in the ring starts fending them off and king's like wait 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 all right tough guy you're not facing me this week you're facing griselda's favorite wrestler and i was like oh Shout out to the Griselda reference. Shout out to Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, and uh, I can't think of the other name. Who's his name? Westside Gun. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a rap group. Westside Gun just put out a record this week. That was really, it's really good. And there's a song on it called The Butcher and the Blade. Oh, nice. He also has a song called Lucha Brothers. He's, he's dope. You would, oh. you would like him. Shit, uh, yeah. You know what? I'll show you on the drive next week. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So he, he said, like, Griselda's favorite wrestling. And I was like, oh, that's sick. And the Butcher's just sitting there in the back looking angry and crazy. <laughs> and this match we see, first of all, crazy that Andy Williams is having a world title match on TV against John Moxley in 2020. I know. That blew me away, too. I was like, this is crazy. This is a, this is just nuts. <laughs> so the, the homie Tom that we had on the podcast he he watches late and I was like yo do you know who's in the main event <laughs> he's like nah I was like stay off your timeline <laughs> and he texted me like an hour later oh my god and I'll cast and I was like, <laughs> he's, he's close with Andy so that's like that's just a big that's just crazy man yeah yeah oh, I'm sure I'm sure crazy love to see it but this match was really good man they this is a really good showcase for him he was working Moxie's knee heavily here that that cross body he did into the barricade looked rough. Yes, it was. He took that heavy bump. He was going full speed. That's a big boy yeah. to be flying like that. He went all out for this. I feel like this was like his time to shine for sure. Yeah, this was his you moment, know? man. His yeah, moment. Absolutely. Loved it. But Moxie ended up hitting the paradigm shift and throwing on the bulldog choke the same way he cho- choked out Eddie Kingston. But this time, the butcher ended up tapping out. And man. So good. Eddie Kings is throwing a tantrum at ringside, throwing barricades down and everything. This is not the end of this. I hope this is like a thing where it go, they go through every member of. Right. Like then Pentagon. And I think that'd be a great match. Pim, uh, Mox and, and Pentagon. Yeah, Mox yeah. and Phoenix. Yeah. So I think really excited to see where they go with that. But yeah, man, AEW this week, they don't miss. They, they do not miss. This they is do another not. episode where I was just excited the whole way throughout. I don't think there's anything on the show I didn't like. No, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never anything I dislike, really. I mean, it's very rare that I'm like, uh, well, this kind of sucks. It's more yeah. just like uh, maybe I'm just not really involved in a match or uh, yeah. something like that. But 
never it's, it's never like a fuck like this is boring like a chore it never feels yeah. like a chore like Last raw year. feels like a chore yeah definitely <laughs> sometimes it does yeah. but let's hop into nxt we can kind of skip around here because there's a, a few things that we obviously know the outcome of but we can go through and talk about them as they go but open up with a really good match between shati blackheart and Ooh. dakota kai welcome to the ball pit and Jesus Christ, Shotzi yeah. Blackheart loves to land on our goddamn neck. <laughs> Welcome to the break neck. Like, what the fuck, man? Dude, she goes for a slice bread on the apron and does not get all the way over. So she just literally spikes herself, lands directly on her neck. It was disgusting. I was like, yeah, oh, that was a rough one to watch. Scary moment, man. Shotzi's. Shout out to Shotzi, but please be careful. <laughs> please don't die. Exactly. She's, she's one of those. She's like, the Darby Allen of NXT. Yes. Like, it's funny because they were both the opening match. Yeah. <laughs> throw, that was caution to the wind. She, you ever, did you ever see that spot where it was like the edit Vol special on, on the network where she does a tope into, but like somebody's supposed to be on the chair, but she does like the cannonball tope into a chair and just lands on her neck on the chair. Oh God. No, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Sounds really bad. It was <laughs> Maybe that's why she's hosting Halloween Havoc because yeah, they're afraid she's gonna fucking break her neck. Yeah, give her, give her a week off or something. She's, she's been grinding, <laughs> uh, crazy. <laughs> but Raquel Gonzalez comes down to there after the during the match, and no Raquel att- gets attacked by Rhea because Raquel tries to get involved. Mm-hmm. Rhea comes down in the match, throws Raquel into the guard, the uh, not the guardrail, but the steel steps. So I guess they're still going with the feud between them. I don't know. But Shotzi ends up getting the win here with the roll-up after the distraction. So it's pretty cool. And then the next few things we know the outcomes of, but we can just talk about them quickly. The Swerve and uh, Santos Escobar interview here was really cool. I thought like the, the split screen thing they did, it was pretty cool. But the interview that we talked about this was this Kyle O'Reilly prime target thing they did. This was, I love Great that. package. See, I was the that's the cruiserweight. This is kind of like what led me into kind of sleeping on the match before it started. Was it was just like I just wasn't real into it. I don't know. I just couldn't get into their rivalry or whatever them going back and forth. So that was mad to me. But then Kyle O'Reilly, that promo package, that was fucking great. Fired up. <laughs> that that's what made me think that like, oh, maybe he could win the fucking title. Like maybe they want Finn to go back up to the main roster and this is this is him obviously that wasn't the case for for that but like i like you said that this package really showed that kyle can be a main event star and i think that was the whole point of this program was to elevate him to that level and i think they did a damn good job because like i said that match was amazing (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes speaking of amazing the main man cameron grimes going to the moon (laughs) he comes to the ring he says (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he says, I can create my own match too. So we're going to have the Cameron Grimes Inventational Stepping Stones to the Moon, baby. <laughs> he said, uh, he handpicks his own opponents. <laughs> and he says, All right, come into the ring first. Joey Pistachio. <laughs> that was not the guy's name. Like he name. had a completely different name on his trunks. Yes. <laughs> Joey Pistachio. I hope that was just something he thought of like on the moment. Like, you know what? It's Joey Pistachio. <laughs> I killed He's me. great, bro. He's the MJF of NXT. 
Yeah, he's so good on the mic, man. So good. <laughs> For Tony Pistachio gets in the ring and gets hit with the cave and immediately and loses. Immediately. And then it's supposed to be John Strong or somebody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called like something strong. John Strong. <laughs> he, he turned in the Rich Holland jobber. Yeah, Rich Holland comes out, beats this dude up. And then. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Rich Holland comes to the ring and they have a little match, but it's not really a match because Rich Holland just beats Cameron Grimes up until he gets DQ because he doesn't want to stop. Yeah. I wish that they had had like an actual match, these two. Yeah, definitely. And that maybe would have, I don't know, because we've only seen Rich Holland, what, the Gargano match? And then one squash match last week, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it would have been nice to see them have a full match because I know Cameron Grimes can fucking go. Absolutely. And- I would like to see more of Ridge Holland for me to take him serious as like a main event guy with the the UE. Yeah, like we didn't mention it before, but at the end of the at the end of the match between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, Ridge Holland <laughs> comes out of nowhere and throws Adam Cole over the railing and just apparently he beat him up. So yeah, it was random, just like, very random, very random. So next here we got a, a little Kushida vignette, which was really cool. Also, he just showing how he's gonna be the vicious. Nukuzichi is vicious is what he says. <laughs> and then he has a match against Tony Neesman. I forgot about Tony Neese until he came out. I was like, oh my God. Tony, I did too. The and premier he fucking, this is the dude that's too needs to go somewhere else, bro. And then come Tony back. Nees, yeah. Incredibly talented. <laughs> yeah. He needs to just like, I don't fucking know. Go to New Japan or something. Bro, g- give me show versus Tony Neese. Dude, that writes itself right there. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, He's just he's, he deserves better for sure. Who Ishimori versus Tony Nese? That's a banger. Come on now. Fuck yeah. Come on now. Go to go to the go be in the, the uh best of the super juniors when they have it. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, he uh gets tapped out with the hoverboard lock here pretty quickly. <laughs> and then Karen Grimes is in the back holding his jaw. He's like, nobody talk to me unless you're William Rail. <laughs> and then he sees <laughs> She's Dexter Lumi said, You're a freak. Get out of my way. <laughs> I don't get that, but so okay. Stupid. So next Adam Cole cuts a promo on Austin Theory, calls him out. Basically, he's like, You you want to talk trash about Kyle O'Reilly? Well, come out here now. I'll, I'll show you what the undisputed era is all about. It's a pretty fun match. He was yeah. He kicked at one point he kicked the damn head off of Austin Theory. Yes. One, one of those the, this was the best match of the show. Yeah, definitely. Austin Theory did like a springboard and he <laughs> He took the full brunt of that super kick. He got his damn head knocked off. It was crazy. But obviously, Adam Cole won here with the last shot. Really cool match. And next, we got a uh, <laughs> the, the the Damian Priest and Io Shirai interview. Mm. Oh, the only notes I have down here is Io rules because she said she said something like she was talking in Japanese and she goes, "Rock star." Like, yeah, <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> Shout out to Io, man. Yeah, she's great. She said, "Rock star," threw and threw up the horns. I was like, "Yeah, let's go!" Oh yeah, rock on, girl. That's sick. So next we got Caden Carr against Zia Lee. Man, Zia Lee strikes are insane. She she has some of the most believable strikes in the women's division on NXT. Her kicks and are just nasty. But she was really aggressive and frustrated here. But Caden Carter ended up getting the win with like a she reversed something into like a roll up for the one two three. And after the match, she tries to extend the handshake to Xylene. Xylene's like, nah, get off me. Pushes her back and just rolls out. So I guess we're getting a Xylene heel turn here. 
Yeah, she's not all smiles and all that other shit anymore. But I think she, I think she has a possibility of being a huge heel, a great, great oh, heel. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's nice that they're building up the the women's division uh, with what they've already got instead of bringing in new talent, you know, yeah. or like an Ember Moon, which is great. It's not a problem, but doing something with what they got instead of just letting them sit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So next here was when we got the Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor face off with Shawn Michaels, which we already talked about. It just ruled, man. It really elevated Kyle O'Reilly to a different level, which I'm excited mm-hmm. about. But the main event of the show was the Garganos, Candice and Johnny Gargano against Io Shirai and Damian Priest. It was a decent little match. It was a really cool yeah. spot where uh, I agree. Uh, it was okay. It's fine. Yeah, the spot where Io did the cross body off of Priest's shoulders. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. the that was the highlight of the match for that was sure. Cool. But Johnny Gargano hit the one final beat on Priest for the win after Candice Ray hit him with a low blow. But that's the that's the math there. If you if you pin the champ on the go home show, you're you ain't winning the belt. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was like. If they lose, they might get the titles together. But then seeing the for opening match and Johnny lost, that kind of set the stage for Candice to lose. I feel like too. And they both held the belts, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's the the curse. Yeah, they they must not know. They must not know. They must not watch wrestling enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was NXT for this week. We talked about Takeover. It was a really good show. I definitely recommend checking it out. But mm-hmm. something else I recommend checking out, man. We're going back to June. We're hopping back in the time machine. June 9th, nineteen ninety five. All Japan Pro Wrestling for Ooh. the All Japan. Pro Wrestling Tag Team Titles, Mitsuharu Masawa and Kentu Kabaji, who are the champions, against Toshiaki Kawada and Hakira Tawe. Man, like I always do, take the reins. What'd you think of it? Ooh, buddy. So this was a little bit more, um, the crowd wasn't as hot for this. I didn't feel like at first. Yeah. Like, I feel like these guys were... They're stars. Like these are the these are the guys. I feel yeah. like I could be wrong. You know, I don't know much about all Japan, but yeah, they come out uh, clear baby face heel. You know who the heels are. They start going back and forth right in the beginning, chops here and there, back and forth. And the Kawada, he just turns around. He's such a good heel. He, he just is. turns around and just boots fucking. Uh, I think, uh, it was I think it was Kenta. Yeah, I think it was Kobayashi. Just boots him right in the fucking head. You know. <laughs> I know you you said that you like that part too, right? Yeah. I love that. He just they they did it a few times where Kabash or Kawada was playing the heel, just like attacking the person who was on the apron when you yes. get tagged in. He did it like a bunch of times and every time I was like, God, oh, this guy's such a dick. Yeah, I love that. And then just man, they were just going back and forth with you know, they do their own moves. You get uh Kawada likes to do the one where he bends you over and just starts kicking you in the head. Yep. The Danielson um, stomps. It was Kawada before it did it first, but I know it as the Danielson stomps. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, man, there's just so much going on in this match. They end up getting. Long story short, the bad guys end up getting the win and winning the titles. Yeah, but the in between is just like, man, they're just so good at telling a story slowly, and I feel like nowadays that this is lost. I'm not trying to Jim Cornette anybody, but like I just, and it's not anybody's fault necessarily. I think it's just like everything is so rushed and like nobody gets enough time where these guys are like 
these three matches we've seen are like what 30 minutes 40 minutes like 30 to 40 minimum yeah. yeah and they're fucking great matches and they're nothing crazy as far as like nobody's jumping off 50 foot scaffolding or anything crazy like or doing like crazy video game moves which is fine if you know that's nothing there's nothing wrong with that i like that kind of stuff too but this is just like simple hard hitting it's stiff it's fucking uh just great like i love i love koada this is my first time seeing uh who's the fourth one Tawe. what's his name akira Tawe. Tawe, yes we talked about this earlier he's he has a very uh giant baba feel uh, he's just a tall guy and he loves choke slamming the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and you get your, uh, you get your, is it Misawa or Kobashi that does the, that like suplex just puts everybody on their fucking head? It, it's a uh, Masawa. Yeah. I mean, Kobashi does it too, but Masawa was the one who was hitting those nasty Germans in this match. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, man, what a good match. This is fucking awesome. Dude, there was one spot that like made me cringe. So they were working over Kenta's knee a lot, Kabashi's knee. Yeah, they were wrapped. Yeah. And at one point, he's on the ground and Tawe grabs Masawa and just throws him on Kenta's knee. And I was like, oof. <laughs> and <laughs> like, Kawada's such a little asshole. He just kicking the fuck out of his knees the whole yeah. <laughs> Like his go to. He's like a little kid. Like, <laughs> just kicking the yeah, same they're... shit. He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> So good, man. So good. I definitely, definitely recommend getting watching this. Uh, the finish came where, <laughs> dude, Kawada hits a nasty Damangiri straight to the mouth mm-hmm. of Masawa. Yes, like, to, straight to the mouth. He hits him with the power bomb for the win. So good, man. New tag champs there. And I definitely recommend watching this. Like I said, it was June 9th, 1995 in All Japan. You can look it up. It's all four of the four pillars in this match. Yep. Four pillars of all Japan. Free, Masawa, uh, free on YouTube. Yeah, free on YouTube. Masawa, Kabashi, Kawada, and Tawe. So good, man. But yeah, that's our match of the week. I, I've really been enjoying watching these all Japan matches for the match of the week segment. Yeah, me too. I, I really like these. These are uh, giving me a little bit of a taste of what I miss because I my my knowledge on all Japan is very limited. I was not even born. <laughs> <laughs> What year was it? 95. I was six. <laughs> so this come, upcoming weekend, we're going to be going down to Indianapolis, Indiana for the collective. Uh, we're going to be there on Saturday for two great shows. It's going to be taking up place at the Coliseum at the Marion County Fairgrounds. And it's, of course, it's going to be social distance and masks and all of that good stuff. And attendance is not going to be very high. It's going to be like, 20% or 15% or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to go through, before we go through the shows we're going to, I want to showcase the uh, For the Culture show that the homie AJ Gray is putting on because it's a, a show that he's booking for that's just all black wrestlers, which is something that I think is so sick. So I'm going to run down the card real quick because he put some, <laughs> he got some bangers on this card. Two Cold Scorpio against Ooh. AR Fox. That's dope. So sick. I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to stay up to watch it because we have to wake up kind of early to go to drive down there but I, I definitely gonna watch that when we get back because <laughs> Scorpio versus AR Fox that's a banger we that's got a great match Calvin Tankman heavyweight hustle 
against John Davis, who I'm not familiar with, but I looked at looked him up and he was a, he was a, a big boy too. Because <laughs> mm, he was originally supposed to wrestle Will Hobbs. Yeah, but Will Hobbs had to pull out for some reason. But mm. another great match on here, JTG. Yes, JTG. Brooklyn, yes. Brooklyn. <laughs> against <laughs> Trey Miguel of the Rascals. That's going to be a banger. Yep, that'd be a great match. AJ Gray against Desmond Xavier, which apparently to AJ is a very important match. He said that Des was one of the first people to really show him love. Somebody who was like further in the game than him to really show him love. So that's really cool that he's got to put this match on at a show that's so important. Then we got ACH, Albert C. Hardy, and don't forget the super <laughs> <laughs> against Lee Moriarty, which is that's gonna be that's gonna be just a technical masterpiece right there. Yep. That'd be a classic for sure. Yeah. And then for the Pan-African World Diaspora World Wrestling Championship, it's Trisha Dora, which is very underrated wrestling. If, you don't, if you're not familiar with Trisha Dora, she's got one of the best lariats in the game right now. Damn. Against Shug D, Pineapple Pete, whatever yep. you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a banger. And then we got a four-way with uh, Faye Jackson, Devin Moore, Marty Bell, shout out to Marty Bell, and uh, Willow Nightingale. That'll be a really good four way too. Uh, I think this is the first time Marty Bell's wrestling since pandemic started. So shout out to shout out to Marty getting back in the ring. <laughs> and then we got a uh, triple threat tag team match, which is this is gonna be a banger, man. Air, top flight, which is Airwolf and Angel Dorado against Forty Acres, which is apparently Trey Lamar and PB Smooth. There's a, that's a sick name, PB Smooth. I'm yeah, not sure. I've never heard of him. That's Trey Lamar, he's dope. In the yeah, oh, yeah. season, which. I think might be one of the most underrated wrestlers on the independent scene, Christian Casanova. This man, God, he's so good. He just had a banger at Black Label Pro with ACH. Watched that yesterday. It was really, really mm. good. Definitely go check that out on uh, IWTV if you get a chance. It's up there now, live from the uh, Turbo Scrap 16 tournament that they did. Nice. And he's teaming with Tasha Steele. They're called Culture Season, which is sick. That's going to be a really good show, man. I'm definitely excited to watch that when we get back from the weekend but the shows we're going to at 3 p.m on october 10th that saturday we're going to glory pro presents are you wrestling son is the name of the show <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do some predictions for these shows that we're gonna be at so i'm gonna run down this match card i'll let you pick first and then i'll go after so aj gray versus ach for the glory pro championship i'm pretty sure I'm going with ACH, even though AJ AJ's the homie for sure. Shout out. I got to go with the homie AJ Gray. Oh. The motherfucking truth. <laughs> he's the he's the new king of indie wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, man. He's the top rated non-signed wrestler on the planet. So you better recognize. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think you better recognize. I think. Shout out to D'Lo Brown. Wasn't that D'Lo Brown song? Yeah. Yep. You're with the real yep. thing now. <laughs> so sick. I'm pretty sure AJ Gray does the lowdown too. So Ooh, well, love, that. Brown. <laughs> love that. Uh, next, we got the North versus Blake Christian, which is the North is Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Obviously, we talked about them on Impact, but just in case you don't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> against Alexander and Blake Christian. That's going to be a banger, man. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, that'd be a great match. Uh, I'm going with the North on that one. Yeah, I'm going the North too. That's I love Christian and Zane, but I think the North picked that one up. And then another match from Top Flight. We got Top Flight Arrow from Angel Dorado, which they're they're like legit brothers. They're 
really good tag team, really good tag mm. team against the Gaytanic Panic, which is Danhausen and Effie. Which is <laughs> great tag team name. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> against Allison Cat, Alley Cat, and Dan the Dad. I'm going Gaytanic Panic. Yeah, I am too. Uh, those two just seem like they're just going to win. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we got Mike Outlaw, who I'm not too familiar with, against Lee Moriarty. I'm going Lee Moriarty because I, I don't know the other guy either. Yeah, I got to go Lee too. Lee's one of the best guys on this scene right now too, so hard to pick against him. Next, we got a bull rope match, <laughs> which is going to be a banger. Jake something against one called Manders. Uh, I'm going to go with Jake something just because – I don't know. A bull rope match that makes it seem like yeah, a bull rope match makes it seem like Manners would be the favorite to win, but I'm so I'm gonna go with Jake. I'm gonna go the opposite. Uh, as much as I hate to go against SGC, the homie Manders, we got I gotta go Jake something because that what's his name? Something. <laughs> and next we got for the, the Midwest Territory Championship, Hakeem's aim with Karam, the hustle and the muscle <laughs> against the the queen of Chicago, Kylie Ray. Chicago hardcore shout out. Um, yeah. I'm going Hakeem to retain. I, I can't go against Kylie here. I got to go Kylie. Kylie support the, the hometown best. girl. Kylie's number one. <laughs> Next, this is really cool. This is just on a personal level. This is really cool. You got High End and Laney Luck against the Sisters of Destruction, Blair Onyx and Elena Black. Blair Onyx is somebody I've known since I was literally like five years old. She was in my kindergarten class. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I used to walk to middle school with her. Shout out to Blair Onyx. And she goes by the Sisters of Destruction? Yeah, her and Elena Black are the Sisters of Destruction. Yo, great name. Yeah. Shout out to her. <laughs> Definitely going with her. Yeah, shout, I'm, I'm picking the SOD here. It's, she was uh, trained by Merrick Brave and Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. Nice, nice. And Elena Black's been picking up a lot of steam on the Indies, too, so I, I got to go Sister Destruction here. And next, we got a uh, four-way here with Devin Monroe, Stephen Wolf, Stephen Wolf, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Jody Threat, shout out to Jody Threat, and Cody Lane. Uh, I'm going Stephen Wolf here just because I'm the most familiar with him. Yeah, same. I'm going to go with him. And then the last match on this show is I don't know if it's the main event. I'm assuming AJ versus ACH can be the main event. But last list I have list match I have listed here is for the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. The champion Warhorse, who's on his this will be his 42nd defense, I believe. Which mm. is crazy, <laughs> long reign. Yeah, goddamn. Against uh, too sick for this world, Zachary Wentz. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Warhorse. Warhorse retaining because he's held it for so fucking long. Yeah, he said the other day at that Black Label show that he he's at he was at defense forty one. That's going to be forty two. After that, forty three. At some point, he's going to get the sixty nine defenses. Was his exact words. So, damn, he rules he, ass. He's not there yet. So, got to go warhorse. <laughs> so, just to recap, I think the only picks we were different on was the AJ Gray and ACH match and the Kylie Ray match, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. that'll be the that'll be one some of the some of the spoilers some of the damn I gotta buy you a beer or something <laughs> exactly yeah we, we can, since we're gonna be there we can we can I can get my prize live <laughs> there you go live and in person we're live pal you're <laughs> drunk pal so next we got a uh, Joey Jenna spring break which is gonna start at seven p.m. spring break four spring break forever this this card I'm so excited for this man we got second row 
it's gonna be me, you, my brother Aaron, and the homie Trey. Little homie Trey's coming up from Louisville to watch the show with us. It's gonna be nice. his show since like freshman year. He said or something like that. So it's sick that he he's, he like was into wrestling heavily before. But I I've been telling him like, yo, whenever you there's something close to you, you gotta come up. So this is the perfect opportunity because this is gonna be a banger show. Yes, <laughs> this is a good one. Bangers. Yep. So we got Alex Shelley versus Tony Deppin. This one is so hard to pick, but I had to go with Alex Shelley here. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm going to go with Alex Shelley, the veteran. Yeah. Jonathan Gresham, the octopus, like we said, congratulations on getting married to Jordan Grace against Lee Moriarty, Tiger style. Tiger style. I'm going to go with uh, Jonathan Gresham. I'm going Lee here. I think, I, I think I'm going to go Lee. I think Lee gets a clean, clean sweep this weekend. I think he wins all his matches. Damn. Okay. Next. push. This match is going to be a ridiculous, but in the best way. The Rascals, Desmond Xavier, and Tuesday for this world, Zachary Wentz, against Iron Beast, which is Shane Mercer, the Iron Demon, and Beast, 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 KTB. This match is going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm going Rascals with this one. I'm going Rascals here, too. Yeah. And <laughs> talking about crazy, this is going to be a bloodbath. In his fight on GCW match on his retirement tour, he's on his retirement tour now. Matt Tremont against Alex Cologne in a death match. Oof, it's gonna be a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Tremont because they uh, just because he's going out. You know, you going, you going with the bulldozer? All right. Yes, sir. I, I think I'm gonna go Alex Cologne here. Okay, just because he comes out to Tupac's pain from the Above the Rim soundtrack, and that song's sick. Nice. Hell yeah. That's, that's a deep cut. It really is, but it's a sick song. <laughs> <laughs> the next, I, I, if you would have told me when this year started that I'd be watching this match live, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> Joey Janelli against Ricky. I said Janela. Joey Janela against Ricky Morton. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a, an odd one. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Morton. Wow. Okay. Old school, brother. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Joey Janela just because it's his show, I guess. I'm going with the bad boy for sure. This next one's the one I'm most torn on this whole show. ACH, Albert T. Hardy, and don't forget the super. Against Leo Rush. Man, this probably wouldn't be one of the best matches I'll see in a long time live, I feel like, if it lives up yeah. to the hype I'm putting in my mind. Because these two... Like this, this, the story between these two, like outside of the ring, like the fact the way bo- they both left WWE, yeah, it's just like the whole like the circumstances they had there, where they're speaking up about being a black wrestler at WWE about the things they went through, and just them to get this chance to have a match together on the biggest independent show of the year. They're about to they're about to show out, bro. <laughs> they are about to. I show. didn't know Leo Rush. I didn't know he had. There was an issue with him. Yeah, that's too. why he had all the heat. Remember where Mark had, Henry was burying him and everything. Yes, I do remember that. I, I remember him saying something about a female wrestler. That was where he got a little bit of heat. And then, yeah, the Mark Henry thing. Yeah, that was stupid on Mark Henry's part. Yeah. I, I, and that was really all I heard. Yeah, he was talking about how, like, there was just, like, there was a bunch of stuff that he, he came on and said, but it was it all pertained to, like, being a black wrestler at WWE, being especially specifically being, like, a young black wrestler at WWE, so... These two are about to show out, and I don't know who to pick, but I, I got to go. Who are you going? I'm going to go with ACH just because, I don't know, 
I, I just I like ACH a lot. I think it's oh, great. Oh. I like Leo Rush too. I'm torn too, but I'm gonna go ACH. I was leaning toward ACH also, so I guess we'll see who what happens there. Uh, next, we got the Ricky Shane Page Open Challenge, and I'm picking anybody besides RS Pussy. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I know that you brought up New Jack, which would fucking in that would just blow my mind, and I would shoot a gun off. But <laughs> I now I'm starting to think maybe is um I can't think of his fucking name. Who's the good? Who's good brother three? What? Why can't I think of his Manser? name? Manser. Manser is he injured? Nah, he just had a match like a few days ago. I could see him answering it. Oh, answer! I'll pop big for that. Yeah, that'd be great. Or uh, I want yeah, AJ Nick Gray. Nick Cage to come is back. Our, Nick Cage is out, right? I think he's still hurt, but AJ Gray, he's the one who RSP beat for the belt. So maybe AJ can Ooh. come back and get his title right here. That'd be dope. Yeah, oh. either any three of those would be fucking great. Or lights go out. Natural born killers plays, and new <laughs> comes out. With a with a sickle, damn bro! I was just man up. <laughs> you can see me act a fool. He comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> you think you see me bark out before a new jet comes out? I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I just seen a uh, a promo that he did. He's wrestling in Anna, man. Illinois. I guess Madman Pondo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, where the fuck? I literally had to Google it. It's five hours away from me. That that match is literally straight out of Backyard Wrestling Two. Yes. <laughs> For the Xbox, for me, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're both in that game, and I for sure have made them wrestle in, in that yep. game before. Mm-hmm. And I, yep, I fucking love that game. <laughs> that game's sick. It's yeah. so bad, but I love it. I love that game too. It's Andrew WK man. was in that game. He was, yeah. So was Sanjay Dutt. That was Sanjay Dutt, man. Oh fuck, Sanjay Dutt rules. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. Yeah, I don't know how he was. It was just random what he was. Sanjay Dutt's sick. <laughs> What do you call the, the the player from the Himalayas or something like that? Something. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Sanjay, man. But next, we got a, a six-man tag, which is going to blow my mind, I'm pretty sure. We got Team Pazuzo, the dirty daddy, the filthy father, Chris Dickinson, teaming up with Santana and Ortiz. Yes, Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle are coming back to the Indies to team up with their old Team Pazuzu tag team partner, Chris Dickinson. Against Team GCW is what I'm calling them. Blake Christian, Alex Zane, and Jordan. And uh, let me give them the, the proper introduction. Big Breakfast, Heavyweight, J.O., Jordan Oliver. Because this man's a heavyweight now. He's put on some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Young, Dumb, and Broke, Jordan Oliver. Teaming up with Blake Christian and Alex Zane. That's going to be crazy, man. They're- yeah, that's a good match. It's a good, it's a good lineup. Uh, I'm going to go with Team Bazuzu. Yeah, I'm going Pazuzu too. This man Dickens is about to put somebody's head through the mat with the power bomb. <laughs> yes, definitely. And then the last match we got is the clusterfuck, which is basically like a Royal Rumble scramble type gimmick. So not all the uh the participants are announced yet. So I'm just gonna go down who's announced so far. We got the Walmart dudes, which is Lord Adrian and Tahir two times, which the Walmart dudes is I'm sure you guys have seen the videos of people wrestling yeah. in Walmart and on the streets, and it's those dudes, they're booked for the show. <laughs> We got the former DDT Iron Metal Heavyweight Champion 24-7 Champion Yoshihiko, JTG, Starboy Charlie, who's a 17-year-old prodigy, Cassandra, who I'm not sure who it is, Thunder Kitty, yes, Thunder Kitty, but that we saw in the pre-show match at the last GCW show that we went to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like Came out the Pepsi Climb. Like that. 
Levi Everett. The Amish guy. The Amish guy, yeah. Kung Fu Janela. <laughs> okay, we saw him at the last show, too. We thought it was Janela. Chicago's own Elena Black. Flash Flanagan, which is the most creator wrestler name I've ever heard. <laughs> Alley Cat, Allison Cat. No Legs, Dustin Thomas. Shout out to, shout out to Dustin Thomas. We got uh, Willow Nightingale. We got Ricky Morton's son, Kerry Morton. Mm. Which I didn't know he had a son that wrestled. I didn't either. We got that man, Nasty Leroy. He's about to give you a cold dose of nasty reality with his NyQuil hands. Leroy. That man. And the last announced competitor, give me a shell, yeah. Shark Boy. Hell yeah. I would have never guessed I would see Shark Boy wrestle in 2020, but I'm stoked. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm stoked. Fuck yeah. He better hit the the seafood stunner on somebody. <laughs> but out of that that list of people, who are you going with? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, let's go with. Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> let's go with no legs. All right, Dustin Thomas, you're locking in your answer. Yeah, fuck it. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you are stupid as hell. Goodbye. That's my yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, not everybody's been announced, but if like these are the main guys, it's like, okay, who the fuck else is coming out of Dink again? It's called the clusterfuck for a reason, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, like who of uh, those people that you named, like Ricky Morton's kid, sounds like he might pull it off. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Kung oh. Fu Janela. Kung Fu Janela for the win. Yeah. I want a shark boy to come out and hit everybody in the match with a stunner. Just please. That would be dope. That'd be dope. I will lose my mind. No, shark boy needs to reenact some uh, rock sh- stone cold spots with like who could do a, who could be play the rock in this scenario with thunder with JTG. Shark boy. Oh yeah, JTG. yeah, yeah. Definitely has money. Well, you said JTG. You know yeah. what? Fuck it. I'll say J- I say JTG because he's like he's like the biggest star out of all those. I think. Yeah. Definitely, absolutely the biggest star. I'm going to Elena Black just because she's from Chicago. Shout out. Shout out to Elena Black, Chicago hardcore. But yeah, that's that's Joey Janela's spring break, man. I'm so stoked, like <laughs> so excited for that. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, definitely going to have a great time. But speaking of a great time, had a good time on this week's show talking about everything we ran through, spring break, all Japan, AEW, all that. But unless you got anything else, we can get out of here. That's it. So I got well, where can everybody find you on social media then? I'm on Instagram, XNABX219, and I'm on Twitter at FatXTony. What about you? I'm on the Twitter and Instagram at Burning Hammered. You can find my band on Twitter and Instagram at Karma, K H A R M A M W H C. Um, the Time Bob show I was talking about premiered today. You should be able to find it tomorrow or the next day on IWTV if you didn't watch it. Check it out, those matches are great. We played, and I think there's like three of our songs in there, not the full set, but it's, I'm excited to see that. I haven't seen it yet. But but if you also want the full set, you can check out Karma just dropped a live video on 187 Media. Oh, yeah. Which was fucking dope. It's from L- LBD Fest from this past February. Yeah, it's the last show that I've played. <laughs> yeah, that's what, the only reason I bring that up is because shout out to you. Great fucking set. Um, but it's just like the itch too i know it's so like cliche to say and corny but like i just miss going out and going to shows still yeah same and 
that was nice to watch. It was nice to just watch and be like, hey, remember, you know, six months ago or seven <laughs> months ago? So that was cool. Yeah. Check that out for sure. It's on YouTube. Yeah. 197 Media Karma at LDB Fest. Definitely very fun set. Um, we'll have some more announcements about Karma within the next few weeks. I'll tell you what that is off air. <laughs> Goddamn. But you can find the show on Twitter at the go home pod and on Instagram at go home pod and on facebook.com backslash the go home show, but backlash backlash <laughs> backlash. <laughs> Fuck that pay-per-view. Leave us good <laughs> reviews too. leave us five-star reviews. Like fucking Rob Van Dam. Like leave us five-star reviews. Like you're Dave Meltzer, baby. <laughs> That'll make us feel so sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. <laughs> But yeah, man. Hope everybody's being safe out there. Hope you're wearing a mask. If you're in the Indianapolis area, come say what's up at the, the collective. Uh, we'll be down there. This will be the last sure. show we do before that day. We'll come back with a review of all that. But yeah, if you're down there hanging out at Spring Breaker, the Glory Pro Show, come say what's up. But besides that, that's all we got. So stay safe. Wear a, wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. And with that being said, it's time to go home. Check out my own work, my wrist work on the hammer, the mixture, love. P7, I had the fetish for the Mac 11. Since your adolescence, learning lessons, got my shop infected, I be headed. Cocaine pop fanatic, fiends light up ecstatic, fully loaded rats for action. Boom, 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 boom. A love would never make another me. Dropped the key and whipped up another key. Walked through fire, blindfolded out the sea. The sun out, I might take the doors off the test of G. World on the street.